headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites. These sites are located across more than 400 million acres of public lands, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. The lands host activities to fit any lifestyle, hiking, biking, fishing, camping, and much more. Gold Star families are also eligible for these free lifetime passes. Plus, they cover entrance fees for a driver and all passengers in a car, or up to three additional adults at sites that charge per person. Obtaining one is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app. In October 2019, Arlington, Texas was chosen to be the home of a new national museum, unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history. The 100,000 square foot museums will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel, which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady, and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004, as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. Slabinski, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slabinski and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slabinski led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024.
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Ms. Fitch. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you're a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We're finally off the road. We're back in Tennessee. We're at our home base in our new studio setup, and we have a good one tonight, y'all. Our next guest is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and co-founder of Burn Pit Barbecue, where he shares grilling and barbecue recipes and tips. He served combat deployments in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. As a Marine, he led and took part in combat and humanitarian missions. He was honorably discharged at the rank of sergeant in 2006. He received his Bachelor of Science from the University of Wisconsin Parkside and his Master of Business Administration from Alverno College. He spent 10 years working in the insurance industry, insurance and finance sector, as a leader and coach. He is a certified ECHO and neuro-leadership brain-based coach. In 2020, he left the comforts of the corporate world and launched Burn Pit Barbecue with Ben Krepp where he shares the grilling and barbecue tips, recipes, and seasonings he learned in the backyards to help beginners cook delicious meals. So without further ado, let's welcome Greg Fisher, U.S. Marine Corps veteran and founder of Burn Pit Barbecue to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Greg. Hey, what's going on, Rich? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's great. I love when I'm able to connect with fellow veterans and get to hear their stories and basically share what they're doing with the whole world with as much of the world as we can touch from here at the Misfit Nation. Now, Greg, yeah. as I, told you, I told you in the green room that I'll give you a little blurb about you, a one-inch one inch sector of your life right there. <laughs> now, now I put the onus on you to share more about who Greg is and his story from why, where he came from, where why he joined the Corps, and how we got to where we are now. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a pretty brief summary for about two decades worth of uh, things that I've done. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, Rich. We talked a little bit behind the scenes uh, about our military time and how we overlapped just a little bit uh, in Iraq. But, you know, my journey in the Marine Corps started 
uh, back in uh, 2001, actually, after September 11th. Um, you know, I was a senior in high school and, you know, I'd been looking at the military and that kind of solidified it uh, in my mind for me that I was going to go down that route. Um, so um, a few months later, I signed the papers to join the Marine Corps. Uh, I graduated high school in 2002, June, and then I left for um, Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego shortly after that. So that's that's kind of where my story starts in the Marine Corps. Outstanding. That, that's a call to service right there. A lot of uh, people don't understand that. When they joined after 9-11, they were going – everyone that joined after that period was joining knowing they were going to war. So yeah. you knew when you raised that hand in the MEP station, and then again when you got to – to your first, uh, your basic, uh, basic training there that you were, you were no doubtedly going into harm's way and you did it anyway. So that's, that's applause to you right there. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I know a lot of others did the same thing at that time, but yeah, I'd been talking with recruiters up uh, before that point. And on September 11th, I called my Marine recruiter and I said, Hey, what, so what does this mean? You know, what, what's going to happen? And he, he basically said, Hey, you know, we're going to war and, uh, sure enough, you know, a few days later, we were in Afghanistan. And then, um, you know, after that, then, you know, Iraq. So uh, my, my entire time in the Marine Corps from 2002 to 2006 um, was heavily involved in uh, the Middle East and Iraq um, as part of 1st Battalion, 7th Marines, which is an infantry division out of 29 Palms, California. So um, I spent, you know, multiple deployments and all of my time really basically training for urban combat in the Middle East. And that's a... A little different from uh, where we where you grew up in the state. So I'm playing football, hanging out in high school, and I know I want to be a Marine, but what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, I'm in maybe Fallujah or Ramadi or Helmand Province in uh, Afghanistan, where Marines are likely to go. And, and now you're in urban combat or within the, the the fields there in Afghanistan, fighting for your life with your brothers next to you. So that's a big change for you. Yeah, especially, you know, I was 17 when I joined and 18, you know, going through boot camp and training. Um, I think uh, my first deployment to Iraq, I was maybe I just turned 19. Um, so, yeah, a Midwestern kid, you know, growing up in kind of the middle class suburbs of Wisconsin. Um, shortly after graduating high school, I found myself in the middle of uh, the uh, the Iraq desert uh, fighting in, in a war. So uh, you could say it's a, it's a huge kind of shock to uh uh, to the system especially i mean where you are now if that's where you grew up and if you grew up in wisconsin and go to yeah. afghanistan and iraq it's a little different weather I mean, 100 degrees <laughs> iraq you actually have at least two seasons in wisconsin so yeah not so cold so. yeah yeah it's, it's definitely a lot different obviously um the desert versus you know here we have four seasons uh you know uh, where the weather changes quite a bit over there, you know, changes slightly, but uh, it goes from, you know, really hot to sometimes cold. So, um, so yeah, I mean, being a young teenager, early twenties uh, during my time, it was, it was definitely a huge learning curve, um, learning not only, you know, becoming a Marine, but then also learning the culture of some other country uh, halfway around the world. Um, you know, you, you grow up pretty fast. <laughs> you kind of forced to at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And you did your four years and you had three, uh, three combat deployments in four years. And that's also something a lot of people outside of our, our element or don't understand how quickly you can go right back. Yeah. That's counting boot camp too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really it was kind of a three and a half year period where I was um, either in the middle East or training to go back to the middle East. Um, It just happened to be the timing of, you know, when I got in and then also, you know, when I was getting out. So, 
um, you know, my first couple of deployments, I was there for the war. So from, you know, Kuwait up to Baghdad. And then we spent um, a number of months then in country because as we know now, there wasn't really a good exit strategy. Um, and then, you know, my unit was very good at um, combat in urban environments and that kind of situation. So uh, we came back to the States uh, for, you know, half a year, nine months, and then we were ready to go back over again. So that was just my, my, my experience in the Marine Corps was just, you know, back to back deployments and then workups for deployments. So um, after, after four years, you can imagine um, I said that, you know, that's uh, I pressed my luck enough. It's time to go back home and do some other things. Yeah, definitely. But I'm sure you were able to gain leadership knowledge while you were in the Corps that you didn't really know you had before you went in. And that kind of helped you when you started off in your college career as well. Yeah, I mean, you're almost forced to you know, being in that situation to step up as a leader in some capacity, whether you're just as a, you're an individual contributor, but you have a, a job and a role to do, um, or you're, you're, you know, my unit was made up of very young Marines. So, you know, 19, 20, 21 year olds were squad leaders, team leaders, section leaders. So um, you have opportunities to prove yourself. And then, you know, when you're forced in those uh, situations, uh, especially in combat, um, you know, you have to step up you know, not only for yourself, but for the people next to you. So, yeah, I mean, not just myself, but just about anybody that's ever joined the military comes out with a lot of leadership traits and characteristics that they can then, you know, use in the rest of, you know, whatever they're going to do with the rest of their life. Oh, definitely. And and I'm sure you stood out. I mean, you were definitely an older guy going to college at that time, uh, four yeah. years yeah. after, basically four and a half years after you, after you graduate high school, went through the boot camp core time and go back to mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. Did you always want to do business or was that just something that said you thought, Hey, this would be a good thing for me to do? Uh, yeah. So I, I knew going in, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I'd always had an affinity for like the business classes in high school. Um, and I was, that's kind of what I was drawn to. So, you know, when I got out, that's naturally what I went into and, and you're exactly right. Being uh, almost four years older than, you know, my, my next peers, um, you know, in the freshman classes, um, I had a little different perspective on the world and, you know, I attacked my uh, education a lot differently than maybe um, some other people that were in my classes. Um, so, you know, that was good and bad. It, it allowed me to, again, continue to work on my leadership skills and, you know, maybe lead by example in that, in that situation. Um, but then also stay motivated and continue down the path that I knew I wanted to go on, which was eventually to graduate and then, um, you know, work in, a, in the corporate, you know, finance world. You did what, 10 years in the corporate world after that, after you graduated. And uh, did you see yourself in that getting bored in that position? That's why you started the business or did you just had another light bulb go off? Say, look, I want to do this and this is where I'm going. Yeah, I think like uh, just about anybody that gets out of the, the service, especially when they've had a lot of, um, you know, stressful time, you know, whether that's, you know, deployments, combat, you know, they just want to put their head down and work. And I was kind of similar to that. Like I had done the risky thing. I'd gone to war. I survived three different deployments. Um, and now I just wanted to maybe give my family a break too and do something that wasn't so risky. Um, so I, 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 you know, I decided to go kind of down that path of insurance and, and finance. And uh, I learned a lot. I grew a lot, but then as I continue to grow and kind of, um, work my way around that, that organization in that industry, I found that, uh, I still, I still was, uh, even though I was risk averse at that time, I still had a little bit of risk in me. So I wanted to, 
you know, push and find and develop other skills and, and grow maybe a little bit faster than the environment that I was in. So that ultimately led to uh, the reason why I left, you know, about 10 years later uh, to launch the business that I'm in right now. And that being in the business we did, uh, especially you being infantry, uh, risk is something that you got used to. And uh, yeah. it's kind of embedded in your head and taking that leap to go from the safety of the, I don't know if you had an office or a cubicle yeah. or whatever you were yeah. in at that point, the safety of that every day to saying, hey, now I'm the boss and what my decisions mm -hmm. actually affect me directly every day in my family at this time. I'm sure that was eye opening for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like I spent 10 years kind of continuing to craft and hone my skills, leadership, um, business uh, and all that kind of stuff within the, the frames of a corporate environment, which I'm thankful and grateful for. Uh, but it was time to step out on my own. I guess you could say I do have these huge swings, right? I go from high school to combat to, you know, a pretty steady thing. And then I, I go right back into something that's very, um, you know, challenging and uncertain. So um, it's probably, it's probably not good for my family that I continue to kind of go do these ups and downs, but, um, but yeah, so I, I just felt that urge again that I needed to go out and do something, improve myself again. So that's why, you know, I left and, and started the business and uh, we've been doing it for three years now and uh, we hope to continue to do it for a long time. I told you before in the pre-show, I was looking at your the video on your website and it shows you, I think, cutting brisket right there and uh, yeah. your ribs and, if I was allowed to eat that stuff still, it'd be great. It would yeah. still, still makes your mouth water. Yeah. I'm sure if anyone goes to burnpitbarbecue.com and they check out this website and see that video, they'll do the same thing I'm doing right now, just salivating as I'm looking at it. And it just, it, it's a great put together show it a uh, video. I mean, and a great site as well. Thank and I'm you. glad that I was able to have you come on as, as a fellow veteran. But yeah. when you started your business, you and your partner, your partner is also a veteran, right? Yeah. So my, my, my business partner, Ben Kreppel, he's uh, currently in the Navy reserves. Um, so yeah, he's still in, so he's, uh, he's living that life too. So yeah, I know we, we started this uh, business three years ago. Um, and we wanted to keep the military theme throughout. So, you know, the burn pit BBQ is a reference obviously to burn pits overseas. Um, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. We like to have a little bit of veteran humor with what we do. And then, you know, all of our products have veteran names uh, to them. Um, so, yeah, we continue to have that conversation, continue to give back in ways that, you know, we can uh, to the veteran community uh, here locally in Wisconsin and, and throughout the nation. But, uh, yeah, so we want to keep that uh, tradition and some of that stuff um, alive throughout the, the, the business that we're doing. Burn Pit is, is high on most veterans' lives right now with the PACT Act just passing. So this should, mm. this is, should flow in when people are doing searches, Burn Pit. <laughs> this should come up yeah. first and then PACT Act second. So this might help you out a little more. At this yeah, point. well. Yeah, it wasn't the reason. It wasn't the reason. We just felt like it was like this tied to like this huge, you know, uh, thing that we had went through. You know, being overseas and kind of our generation might be defined by burn pits and that kind of stuff. But then also kind of a little bit of, hey, let's throw some humor in it. And uh, so, and we get to have conversations too about it. So that's uh, another reason why. Um, uh, kind of the uh, the uh, flip side of that is people we get to talk to people that might not be familiar with what a burn pit is uh, and we get to educate them on that. So we bring awareness to some of those things as well. Um, another reason why we chose the name. It's awesome name. I love the name. Uh, and like I, I said, when I looked at the audio, the video on the on your site there, I was like, this is it. This is a good selling point. <laughs> I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, reading your bio, it said that you took the seasonings you learned in the backyard. So is this from uh, family barbecues or maybe mm -hmm. tailgating and stuff like that? 
that you yeah. learned all these recipes that you made to create the seasonings and stuff that you sell? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, so me and Ben, uh, we actually met in college, uh, so we didn't know each other before that. And then we graduated and, uh, you know, we bought homes that were, you know, a few homes away from each other. So, um, you know, I'd be in his backyard, he'd be in my backyard. And, and really, it was kind of a way for us to, um, you know, learn about what we were doing. Obviously, we were novices at that time, um, you know, grilling and barbecuing, but then trying stuff, um, experimenting. And, you know, the first seasonings we ever made, we would give away to people like for Christmas gifts and, and parties and stuff like that. So that's kind of where it all started. And then, you know, when I said, hey, I'm thinking about quitting my job and, you know, doing this full time. What do you think? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so that's kind of how the whole business started. That's awesome. And it's great that uh, I was going to ask you how you two met, if you knew each other from before service. But obviously, you met in college. Was he already in the Navy Reserves at that time, or did he join during that period? No, he joined after that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So he um, felt the call to serve after that, and uh, you know, we met uh, because we both played college soccer, and uh, um, and that's how I, you know we were both on the same team, and we kind of established like a friendship from there, and uh, that just carried over into our personal lives, and then we both loved grilling and barbecuing, and that's kind of how we came together. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, happy, happy accident. You met each other and were able to, yeah. uh, you served already and maybe you influenced him a little bit to serve at that point or he had in his head he was going to serve at that time. Yeah. But playing college soccer and going, did you both study the same classes together too? Uh, some, somewhat. Um, okay. So I, I believe he was uh, kind of a marketing economics uh, and I was kind of more the business general type of, uh, and then finance. So overlapping at some point, but different uh focuses i mean it's outstanding that uh, those happy accidents or those those great meetings that you have in life uh, where you network by accident on purpose mm -hmm. and it's just a happy accident for you two to do this and create this awesome uh, awesome business burn pit barbecue and you also have a neural leadership brain-based professional coach do you do that on the side or did you do that prior to this and then stop now uh both so during my time in the corporate world i was able to um develop some of those skills of leadership and helping to develop other leaders. Um, and I, I've carried that over to kind of like the side. So I do coach some high performers and things like that um, as I build my business, but that's um, I continue to hone those skills and, and work with people that are high performers that want to uh, continue to get better. So I do have um, that, that i kind of do on the side, but the, the burn pit is, you know, my, my primary business here. Outstanding. And, uh, What's your, uh, I guess, your reach right now with Burn Pit Barbecue? Is it worldwide or is it just has it been growing out of Wisconsin and throughout the states or how are we doing? Yeah, so that's um, that's part of our strategy is uh, I took a lot of what I learned in the military and I, I applied it to the business. So um, during my three deployments, there was quite a, a, a number of changes in how we interacted with the locals and how we went about with our strategy in Iraq. Um, you know, we went from, you know, winning the hearts and minds to really embedding into the local towns. Um, so instead of staying on the outskirts, you know, we started embedding units within the towns. Uh, and that's kind of how we developed our strategy here at Burn Pit is that we wanted to dominate our home state of Wisconsin first. Um, so for the past three years, we've really been focusing here heavily here um, with retail and outreach here in Wisconsin. Um, but from a national perspective, we do we we, ha we do have a presence on Amazon. We do ship nationally, 
Uh, we do have followers from all across the country. Uh, I think we've shipped to just about every single state uh, our products uh, for people who have bought them on our website. Um, and then from a retail perspective, we've uh, just added partners in New York, um, North Carolina, um, and Missouri. So we are starting to spread slowly outside of the state, but uh, our continued focus um, is still here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, and then um, military bases, you know, whether they're in the United States or overseas, uh, we've, we've shipped product to units that have been in Africa and Jordan uh, on ships and sea. So we try to give back to those still serving as well as much as we can. Well, that's awesome. And I think that'll actually help you more in the long run than you think right now, <laughs> as those guys and girls get the seasoned food that's probably pretty horrible wherever they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Not to say the American people need to know that the food's horrible, but it's pretty horrible unless you do have either your fancy dancy hot sauce or good seasoning mm-hmm. to get in there and make it taste a little up, kick it, kick it up a little bit. It'll help them. And then when I'll come back, say, you know what helped me when I was over there? Mm-hmm. Barbecue. I think, you yeah, need to buy it and that should. Hopefully yeah. Well. Yeah. I think the feedback that we've gotten a few times is it's like, it's like a taste of home, especially for yeah. those that have been, uh, that are overseas, um, you know, having some barbecue rubs and seasonings and some sauces, uh, really does feel like home uh, when you've been away for a long time. So uh, we uh, we're honored by that feedback, and uh, you know we're continually touched by um, the folks that reach out to us that have received some of our packages, and and just knowing the impact that that's having. Uh, it's a small thing, but it could be huge to somebody else. Of course, uh, uh, Ray Grant Jr. posted on here. Marines know. Marines know yeah. horrible food. I mean, he, he's damn right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray's, Ray's a, a Marine down there in Texas. So uh, he's, a, he's a good supporter of the brand. So we love him. Awesome. Uh, and as we were talking earlier, I got to serve alongside the Magnificent Bastards of 2 4 in Ramadi. And mm-hmm. I know that the food they had was not good because it was the same food I was getting. So. <laughs> well, you, usually the Army has a little bit better than the Marine Corps. So we were always a little bit jealous. <laughs> Not much better, believe me. No, okay. Not not during that time, huh? It's about an inch, maybe an inch yeah, different. Okay. The Navy is where it's Navy and Air Force is no. where it's escalating yeah. high. Yeah. Those are the guys that get, you know, lob, lob, Air Force, especially lobster every Saturday, every Friday night, lobster and steak. Yeah. Well, we're out there eating dirt. Yeah. That's how life is. See, airfares, so you just put yeah. <laughs> he said Semper Fi. Uh, Mark Peterson just chimed in, uh, Patriot Pride. Thank you, Mark. Any questions for Greg out there, just put him in the chat or call in when he's he's ready to answer any questions you have for him on Burn Pit Barbecue, on business, on finance, or, of course, his service to the United States Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, we've talked about little things here and there. If you Where do you see the business going in the next, say, five years and then maybe 10 as uh, your goals for the business? Yeah, so that's a great question. So for us, um, we, we think about this quite a bit. Uh, we do have obviously more recipes and, and ideas of seasonings and rubs that we want to continue to build off of. Um, but ultimately we, we see the brand burn pit BBQ as being a kind of a, uh, a go-to spot for some of that might be barbecuing and grilling. So uh, when we think about what are some of the things that you might need uh, when you are doing that, aside from, you know, the grill or the smoker, which you probably already got uh, utensils, uh, gloves, um, you know, those types of things, thermometers. Um, so we want to be a brand and, and not, not just a seasoning and rub company, but an overall barbecue brand. Um, so five, 10 years down the road, we, we, we're going to continue to build out the lineup of offerings that we have regarding products. 
uh, while continuing to add new flavors of seasonings and sauces. Uh, but that's ultimately a big picture. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, we, we want to see our brand on the shelves and commissaries on bases um, and continue to build our, our retail arm. Um, and, and strategically, that's the next step for us is, you know, when we build out, we want to build out in places that have a strong military and veteran presence um, that have bases um, or people that, you know, go after they serve. So we're talking like a lot of places in Texas, California, the Carolinas, Florida. Um, so those are some places that we have targeted that we want to continue to build out. But yeah, the commissary is working with, you know, the government and getting our brand and our products in some of those places is where we'd love to see the brand within the next five to 10 years. Awesome. And have you already approached uh, the commissary or AFES or uh, NEX to see if you guys, what process do you have to take to get in there or yeah. have you just not started that yet? Yeah, we have. So we've gone down that path. There's, there's quite a few boxes you have to check um, to be eligible. And then also then after you get all that done, then you have to start developing the relationships. Um, so it does take a little bit of time. We're working on that. Um, but hopefully within the next few years, you start to see some of our stuff uh, pop up on some of those places. Um, we're actively in talks with like the canteens um, at local VA hospitals. Um, so that's a little bit different avenue. Um, but, you know, hopefully you'll start seeing our products in some of those places. Um, and uh, personal recommendations go a long way. So if you wanted to reach out to any of those places and say they should carry burn pit, uh, we, we wouldn't stop you. That's exactly right. Word of mouth helps the yeah. best. And they'll get those things in there. Uh, if you live close to where, uh, I guess, the, the mafia headquarters of Afies is get in there and, and speak up for burn. Yeah. You get them in there. And, and that's usually what it takes. It's someone that knows somebody within the, in the system, mm -hmm. get it going a little, a little quicker than all the box having to be checked. So yeah, this, this is a highly recommended veteran business. Let's get them in there. Mm -hmm. And that'd be a great thing to see as you walk in the, to wherever your favorite PX or NEX is. Yeah, absolutely. So do you see yourselves branching out into actually maybe cooking as well, or just staying with what you're doing now? Uh, we, we do some private events at the, at the moment, so we don't do full on catering, but if people ask us to, you know, do a graduation party or do, you know, um, let's say like a promotion party or something like that, uh, picking up rank, uh, we do some of those uh, types of events, but full on catering, full on like pop-ups or restaurants, um, that might be like a 20 year plan, not, not within the five to 10 years, I would say. Um, but then again, I'll say we are definitely open to opportunities and we will always kind of vet those out if they, those come our way, but that's not our primary focus right now. I mean, it's always, it's always good to have those options open. I see you're already, you're already sharing recipes with people on your, on your website there. Yeah. I think the first thing on there is uh, shrimp skewers. Yeah, yeah, we just uh, released that one. So yeah, I mean, we uh, we were heavily focused kind of on gearing our products and then also like our recipes and tips to kind of those newer backyard barbecuers. Uh, but that doesn't mean like uh, we don't have some pretty advanced techniques and uh, recipes for those that might be, you know, have some experience doing it. But yeah, we wanted to provide a place where somebody might, that might be new can come in and get some easy recipes and tips that they don't feel intimidated by. And then also we provide the flavor for you too. So it takes the guesswork out of uh, grilling and barbecuing in the backyard. Definitely, definitely does. And Greg, earlier you said you played soccer in college. So mm -hmm. right now the Women's World Cup is going on. How do you think our women are doing? 
Well, I don't like to critique professionals, but I will say I've watched just a, a little bit of the Women's World Cup, and uh, I'll say that uh, they they don't look as in sync. I know they have a, a lot of new and younger players, um, so I think a lot of nerves still um, yes. that they have to work out. Um, but uh, I expect them to to go in, and I think they play Spain next or something like that. Portugal, um, Portugal. okay. Tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning at two thirty, at two o'clock in the morning, my time, your time too. Yeah, yeah, they play Portugal coming up. I, I do think they'll get a victory there, and hopefully they'll come out on top of the group. But I do expect them to kind of move on to the to the round of sixteen, and then at that point, it's pretty much anyone's game. Definitely, I, I, I had the same feeling about the not in sync thing. It seems like mm-hmm. it's two different teams playing. Mm-hmm. You have the old hats and then the young hats playing, and they're not playing yeah. together yet. Right. Now, hopefully, as they move forward in the tournament, hopefully they do move to it forward. It'll it'll gel, and miracles will happen, and we'll make it out of there. So this has been a weird yeah. world cup mm-hmm. so far. A lot of yeah. weird people winning, so it, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I will say that's uh, that's the first ever um, commentary I've ever given on uh, <laughs> soccer, women's soccer. So take that for what's worth. <laughs> Uh, Ray just asked, "How about a lemon pepper rub for lobster and fish?" Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great suggestion. We do have a fish and wild game one. Um, our fish and wild game seasoning does have a hint of lemon to it already, um, so that's why we we love to put on fish. Um, but for like a lemon pepper, um, that would be something that yeah, we could we could definitely look at. Uh, we do have a lot of ideas that we are um, putting together. You know, going back to the the old experimentation. Um, you know, it's always fun too because there's so many different combinations you can put together. Um, that uh, it's uh, you know the 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 options are endless because there's so many great ingredients out there. You said just a thought, Skipper. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I get it, man. <laughs> Someone on uh, Crabgrass Baby on Twitter said I made some comp- pretty competition level baby back ribs the other evening. Uh, that's awesome. That's the way. That's the way it's supposed to be. Competition level in your backyard. Yeah, cold beer and friends. That's what it's yeah. all about this time of year, especially. Yeah, and I will say, um, even though we say like the backyard, we do do an amateur competition. Uh, this will be our third year doing it, September third, um, in uh, Greendale, Wisconsin, where we get uh, some amateur barbecuers, um, and we raise money for a local veteran nonprofit organization. So. Uh, this year, we're going to be raising money for Irreverent Warriors, which are the Silky Hike. They do the Silky Hikes and stuff. So the local Milwaukee chapter, we're going to be raising money for them. So we have, I think, 12 or 13 teams signed up. They're going to be cooking ribs and sausage. And uh, we got a lot of uh, giveaways, raffles. Um, and, uh, you know, we partner with um, a local brewery here. So there's going to be a lot of special uh, drink items and stuff. So. Uh, we, we try and incorporate a lot of those things, bringing the community together, um, supporting veteran nonprofit organizations, and then just promoting, you know, getting out and, and barbecuing and growing as well. Awesome. And I like uh, Reverend Warriors. I did a silky hike with them last year mm. here in Clarksville was our yeah. first thing I did with them. Uh, this year they skipped Clarksville for some reason. Hopefully they come back next year. It was yeah. a fun time linking in with a bunch of uh, veterans from our hall around that and didn't realize how, how cultish that group was <laughs> yeah, yeah it's amazing how they travel yeah but it's cool to see them get together and, and find that purpose that and camaraderie that we lose when we we hang up the boots and suits the last time mm-hmm. that's that's exactly right um i think you hit the nail on the head like the camaraderie uh i think that's where a lot of challenges come from uh with uh, military veterans getting out of service um 
you know, they lose, you know, their best friends, their housing, their, you know, their food, um, all in the kind of the same day. Um, so yeah, it can be, can be tough and just being around other people that have gone through that can help. Definitely. Uh, Greg, this has been great chatting with you, uh, as an entrepreneur and a lot of our listeners are uh, veterans that want to start businesses or on their own, what are three tips you would give them to maybe get their business going and get out of their own way? Yeah, I think the, the, the first tip that I would give would be, um, you have to have a vision for where you want to go. So if you haven't written down, you know, what that, what that business plan is or what that vision for that business is, write that down, uh, and then start establishing goals to start hitting some of those targets. Um, so start small and then start, you know, one step at a time. So that'd be number one. Number two would be like, if you want to start a business, uh, a lot of things that hold people back, uh, is the finance piece. So they don't have their own financial, financial house in order. So start doing that, you know, paying down debt, start, you know, saving, uh, on a side rainy day fund for yourself personally, and then start saving for your business that you want to open up. And then third is that, um, you get around people that are currently doing what you want to do. So if you want to start a business like for me in the barbecue space, start talking to people that own businesses that are in similar industries or similar to what you want to do. So you can learn from them, you know, time collapse success. Uh, so those would be the three things, have a vision, get your financial house in order, and then start putting yourself around people that are in the position that you want to be in. Awesome. Great tips right there. Listeners, uh, make sure you under, you listen to that, take heed to that advice and all the advice we get from our guests that have made it out of that first year. Cause most businesses, that don't have those plans in order, don't make it past that first year, uh, mm -hmm. sadly. And that's a statistic you can look up on the Small Business Association Administration's website there. You'll see one most businesses fail within one year because of mm -hmm. lack of planning or any of those things, finance and such like that. Mm -hmm. Greg, thanks for sharing it with us. And where can people find you and contact you? Maybe have you mm -hmm. on their show or maybe just reach out to you to talk to you. Yeah. So for the business Burn Pit BBQ, you can just go out to our website, burnpitbbq.com. Uh, and then you can find us on the socials too. So like Facebook is Burn Pit BBQ. Instagram is Burn Pit BBQ guys. Uh, but personally, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, you can go out there and connect with me, just Greg Fisher. Uh, and if you want to connect, have me on the podcast, uh, or you just want to talk business, um, you know, talk military, whatever, uh, you can reach out to me there. I'm pretty active and I'm, 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 I log on there quite a bit. So I'll see your messages. Um, but, uh, you know, if, you, if you're interested in the business side of things, you can always reach out just on the socials or um, on, uh, you know, the, the contact page on our website. So you, those will come to me as well. Awesome. And uh, this has been a great chat with you. And uh, anytime you want to come on in the future, talk about either where you are at that point or if you've done something awesome, bigger than what we're talking about right now, definitely reach out to us and we'll get you right back on here to get your, get your vision back out there to more people. Well, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate the conversation. It's always great to connect with somebody that's been over in Iraq um, and uh, kudos to you for what you did over there in uh, Fallujah and Ramadi in that area. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. And uh, have a good night. Yeah. Same. For every veteran, there is a story. A story about a calling to serve, to fight for the freedoms of the American people. And every story has a struggle, a sacrifice, and invisible wounds. Warrior Wads programs help veterans recover from PTSD and invisible wounds through exercise, nutrition, and connecting with other veteran leaders. It is estimated 
that 22 veterans die each day by suicide and another 30 veterans die each day by substance abuse. These are preventable deaths. Warrior Watt is committed to fighting PTSD through fitness, nutrition, and community. opportunity to support our heroes in their time of need. Will you join us and take action? Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com it's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear as always, be humble stay hungry and keep hustling because we are 